makes me feel like, hey, there is a future, you know? It's like, <laughs> wow. We probably should have the heater off in the bathroom. And oh, recording. yeah. You want me to go do that? I can go do it. I'm doing it. Oh. She's doing it. So while she goes and does that, I'll stay behind and wrestle the giant anaconda. It's done. Is it done? It's done. The whole thing? The whole thing. See how much quieter it is in here? Yes. It's weird the way that sound from way over there echoes into here. You know? Don't you think that's weird? I do think it's weird. I think weird. it's weird. Hey, you know what else? What? It's 9.06 a.m. Saturday, November the 20th, 2021. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. I didn't want to try to harmonize on that one. <laughs> I wanted the do-do-do-do-do-do-do's. That's what I wanted. I was expecting to, to, I'm trying to figure out a new way of doing this where I don't have to try and jiggle my voice because my voice don't jiggle no more. No jiggle in your voice? Well, I can get it sometimes, but it's very unpredictable. Like most of my former talents, it's, uh, you know, it has good moments and bad moments and you don't know until you're in it whether it's one or the other. For That's some how reason, life is, Diane. For some <laughs> reason, when you were saying you wanted the do 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 do, so I was thinking do 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 If it works, I mean, if it works, sure, go for it. Might be more thematically appropriate. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Well, here we are. Yeah, ham and eggs. Another Saturday, having good conversation. It smells, always smells real good on Saturday mornings. I look forward to Saturday mornings because the house smells good because you light that, what is that, cinnamon? And it's clove and cinnamon. Clove I've been writing, cinnamon. lighting it every morning. Have you been? Yeah. You oftentimes come down here and say, oh, the it smells, smells so good. good. Huh. Do I oftentimes say that? You oftentimes do. All right, then. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. So, Diane? Yes? I would say, you know, comparatively speaking, but it's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, you know? <laughs> Even more so than usual in some ways. I personally have been getting busy on the... I did a Treehouse concert on Tuesday, of course. And uh, I guess it's going to be the last one for a while. But that was a great was concert. Fun. Jeez. Yeah. As soon as I really I, liked it because we got to choose... We chose the songs. Just whatever songs we wanted, rather right. than kind of saying, well, what were you playing And I playing think that's one of the benefits recently? of maybe doing this less frequently, is that we can just yeah. do the same ten songs. Because <laughs> when I pick up the guitar, you know, there are certain songs that I just always go to. Now, if I had something new, I would be going to that as well, because I tend towards the new stuff. And because it's easier to play. And it's, you know, it's written to the level of ability that I currently have rather than what I could do 30 years ago. So anyway, it's funny, but I want to, I'm going to write more songs. You know, I feel like I'm surrounded by material in this part of life that needs to be taken down in some kind of way. So, you know, there you go. But over to you. I'm well, sure that you probably did a thing or two this week, you know. Well, not. this has not been a particularly hectic week for me. Huh? So, you know. See, when Diane says it hasn't been hectic, she's, she's probably made two pies and two pots of <laughs> soup and cooked, you know, other delectable little things like sweet potatoes and roasted uh, sh uh, shallots and, 
uh, you know, all kinds of groovy stuff. So, well, that is true. Yeah. I did do that. So it's been hectic in the kitchen, let's say, for Diane. And uh, that's been good. I do want to mention the roasted shallots. Yeah, you should. Because, you should, because um, that, that was a gift from Ray and Sylvia. Yeah. Just out of their garden, and they were, you know, it was out of this world. Well, they were very large shallots, first yeah. of all. And I used one in in the soup that I made the when you got back, but I thought, well, shallots aren't really the the flavor I need for this soup. I could add it to the onions, but um but we had so many of the shallots yeah. and I didn't want to let didn't, them didn't want to let them go bad. Go bad. So I was looking I actually looked at first for a shallot uh, soup because I've had shallot soup at a really fine restaurant one time, and it was incredible. But the kind that I had and the kind I would have to make uses rich cream, and we're Hmm. not able to do that so much anymore. So so while I was looking at, though, I saw this, uh, this recipe for caramelizing shallots and just doing it with, uh, well, actually, I saw a couple of recipes. One was about using some sugar to caramelize it, and I thought, no, we aren't doing that. But then I found one that used balsamic vinegar to caramelize the shallots, so I thought that we could do. Hmm. And so I. So that's what we did. And that's, that's what, what we did. Actually, that's what Diane did. But and I, that, I, I helped her eat them. That so. evening, we had for dinner scrambled eggs with tarragon and spinach, spinach. and some quattro fromaggio cheese yes. and these roasted caramelized shallots and it was quite incredible yes. i don't know it's as i have more time i become more interested in in cooking but my my big thing lately has been making this the community of vegetable soup. Yes. That's what Bill has decided to entitle it. Yes. It is a, it is a, taste, explosion, and it's all veggies. And we've been doing this. I, I've made <laughs> vats of it every single week. Vats. We have a we have a big crock pot that she uses to make this, the soup in, and it's so you got soup to eat on all week. It's, good. it's amazing. But I I have found that cooking again, because uh, for quite a while I was not doing a lot of cooking, and I realized it was because I was tired when I'd get home in the evenings, and um, so we I'd get something so that we could have food during the day, but then I would be eating at work and a lot of times going out to eat or... I don't know. I can't even remember what I was doing. But I, over the weekends, I didn't really feel like cooking. And I realized that that was a part of my life that <coughs> I missed. Because I truly do love to cook. Yeah. And it is in my family. My yeah. Both my grandmothers were cooks. Um, my grandmother, Schulstad, was a cook at... Um, an elementary school that was right across the street from their house so that she could, you know, be with my 
uncle and my dad and and but she was cooking in mass quantities and my other grandmother was also a cook she was uh, more of a cook as a maid i think but uh and they also then she also had this little um the dew drop in the, yeah, it's a little dine and dance emporium uh not that one that oh. was the edwards dine and dance oh, but sure. uh but the dew drop in was a gas station with a little um little side cafe cafe and so she was a wonderful cook and so was my grandmother and my parents were both really engaged in cooking they both loved to cook they were like gourmet cooks man i mean i am a a very pale shade of cook in comparison to my parents they they would actually make dinners that were like gourmet dinners a right, lot of times. but they did a lot with presentation too. They were very. They it did seems a lot like with presentation. Presentation, which is you know never been that you know. I like a, I like a nice bowl of soup, Diane. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like a nice bowl of soup, but it you know and what it looks like is secondary to how it tastes. So. Well, anyway, yeah. I, I, I have think found that you're doing, that... You're doing amazing uh, stuff. And I appreciate it uh, more than I can possibly express. Well, cooking is really a creative art form when you, uh, everybody knows that who cooks. Because for me, I always start off with some kind of recipe just to kind of get an inkling of some concept. But I don't think I've ever made a recipe that is just truly this is the recipe and this is the amount and you know everything that i do in cooking comes from my parents and my grandparents just like not measuring things sort of sprinkling things in and and saying yeah this is the right amount and i i adjust uh seasonings quite a bit in almost every recipe i do and then i often will have some idea of oh, what would really be good in this is adding this thing in. So my original soup recipe that I got uh, was really a fantastic recipe. But then I also amended it and have made some changes that I just think have made it so good. It's very spicy. But I like it when you get to the point where you don't even really need to look at the recipe anymore. You just know it. And I've gotten to that point with that and the pumpkin pie. There so. you go. So as you can as you can probably imagine, I am, you know, I'm a very unsettled and dissatisfied person. I don't, uh, most of my days are spent in quiet desperation trying to figure out ways to escape the, the horrible imprisonment <laughs> that has befallen me here in my latter days. But, uh, I'm too weak with illness to to really uh, to rebel to the way and to bring about the revolution. That uh, sorry. I think Life is good, is what I'm saying. Life is good. Well, I just want to say in conclusion that oh. I think that it's something that our society has hoodwinked us about. That that uh, that you really don't want to cook. You want somebody else to do your cooking for you and. And I don't believe that at all. I think that actually, especially if you learn how to cook, I think a lot of people never got the chance to learn. I was right. very fortunate that my right. parents it does, taught me. It does me. come with leisure and privilege and things like that, being able to even have the time for it. But it's, 
I'll tell you, the food. I mean, we eat so much real food, Diane. We do. And we eat nothing but real food. <laughs> I know. And I just think that, well, I have my almond crust pizzas, my almond crust frozen pizzas. I guess that's, you could call that processed food. Well, it's pretty amazing to be able to uh, to have the ingredients because a lot of, I, I feel like I spend quite a lot of money just with uh, spices. Yeah. Uh, but we have a really well-stocked spice cupboard, and that's a luxury in itself. But I think that's really where you are uh, doing some amazing work is in how you spice things. Well, I think a lot of the spicing that I have done that are is creative on my part is like when I make my my one skillet ground turkey dinner that that was totally a concoction of my own making and a lot of it is based on spices I like uh, or herbs I like Um, I am particularly fond of tarragon I think tarragon is such an amazing flavor and the first time I ever had it was in a chicken tarragon salad that I had at a restaurant and I thought oh my god that flavor of tarragon is amazing and ever since then I've always tried to have tarragon in my cupboard and a lot of people don't even know about it so you have to sort of know in your head what each flavor tastes like you know like uh, in that particular dish I'm using tarragon and thyme and rosemary because I just love the combination of those flavors and this amazing herbal blend from uh, Penzi's called Mural of Flavor. That is my my secret ingredient for many things, including the soup. And it's got shallots and garlic and and, uh, lemon and orange zest and other herbs. And I just feel like, wow, this is quite the concoction of of a blend but anyway it's good food as you can tell it's quite a passion of mine although i don't usually talk about it too much just because she doesn't consider it you know hecticity here in lake amphetamine to be cooking because i think for you it's a meditation it's definitely a meditation it's something more akin to collaging than you will probably give it credit for in your head but i see it as an extension of what is your art, which is organization. And what you are doing in that soup is you are organizing a, a flavor that is out of this world. It really is. And the same thing with the with the with your turkey dinner. And the way you are, you are spicing things is you are organizing the taste till it's dialed in. Pumpkin pie, same, same deal. You've changed the spice levels on that and now you've yeah. got it right. And, you know, it's like you rearrange all the pieces until you until it looks. Well, I still remember when we first did this. It's a crustless pumpkin pie. We've probably mentioned it. Um, we may have mentioned it. And it's it's uh, it's a lot more healthy because it's just got very simple ingredients and honey is one rather than sugar and and all that. It's really easy to make. But the first time I was using a recipe that I found. And uh, we had it the first night when Alice was over, and she said, we really like this. I I still remember her saying, we really like this, but something's wrong. What is it? 
And I said, not enough cinnamon. I remember that was, it was far more clovey and gingery than I liked. I wanted more cinnamon. And so over the time, I upped the cinnamon and, and then it started to get better, but then I downed the, the amount of ginger and cloves that was asked for. And then I added nutmeg, which was not in there. And I added more vanilla. And so now I think I've perfected it. It's pretty darn good. It's good eating. Pardon me, I'm gonna have another drink of coffee. It's good eating here at the treehouse, I tell you. You boy. It's good eats to be had. It's good coffee. Too bad and I I'm had the only no one idea that, that the we were... person that gets to do it. That gets to eat it. <laughs> I I'm surprised that this was the top of, of conversation. Well, I was not anticipating it, but still. But, you know, it is really strange that we have these passions in our lives that somehow wax and wane. Yeah. And cooking has always been a passion of mine, even when I was a kid. Yeah. And I still remember Kinda that... like I, songwriting. Yeah, I, I, I still remember watching my parents cook. And the thing that I thought was the most interesting comment about how you learn by watching more so than just by recipes, is the very first time I ever made spaghetti. I, I made the sauce and everything from a recipe, and, and, uh, and I served it up, and I thought, wow, this is not like the spaghetti sauce that my parents made. I love that spaghetti sauce. What, what's missing in this one? And so I actually, in my mind, was watching my memory of what my parents would do when they would, because I was always hanging out in the kitchen when they were cooking. And then all of a sudden I thought, wine. They put wine in the, I, I remembered seeing the, the, the bottle, the bottle of wine. And I thought, oh, wine. So I got a bottle of wine, red wine. And the next time I made spaghetti sauce, put that in. I thought, ah, that is what it was. That that's, was the missing element. Great. I can see, I have the same memories of my dad playing the guitar because that's how I learned to play, was by watching my dad. And I watched a couple of other people. I watched my sister some because she was taking guitar lessons for a while. And I remember watching Sue Beer out on uh, Fox Island because I think she played with finger picks. And I think that maybe, you know, I was trying to think, where did I come up with the idea of using the finger picks that I, that I do? And I think it was Sue Beer. But I mean, but you know, you learn by watching people, and it soaks into you. I remember my dad used to, when he would get going on a stomper, he would because he was always sitting down, but he would get this, you know, <laughs> he would do this dip with his neck, and his shoulders would come up, and he would just be, you know, as he went as he was moving into into the chorus or something like that, and you could just feel it, you know. So I'm wondering if that's where I got my sense of rhythm is from watching my dad bounce. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but anyway. It, the people have their different passions, and I wanted to segue to the music today because one of my heroes in the local scene has to be J.W. McClure. He is yeah. a uniquely gifted storyteller and songwriter, and he just blows my mind because he is stretching the song form in a unique and particular way that I find infinitely pleasing and uh, he's got a new recording out that he has made called uh, Family History 
and wanted to feature a couple of songs off of that, recording a couple of our favorites from that recording. Well, we have featured JW yeah. before and talked about him, but uh, I used to hear about JW when we were in Victory Music right. in the 1980s. Yeah. But he was not coming to the yeah, he wasn't open around. mics he was, and concerts. He was and a rumor. Concerts. He was a rumor. He was a rumor. Yeah. But he was a rumor of a legend. Mm-hmm. I always remember hearing about him. And the first time we met him was at Tim Noah's Thumbnail Theater mm-hmm. when we went for one of the performances. And I, I really felt like I was meeting a legend. Yeah. And at that time, he started performing. I don't know whether he had been performing. We just didn't know it. But we went to some of his performances, and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, this is why this guy is a legend. Yeah. But I find him, he just makes me laugh and He's just feel. a delight. He makes, you, yeah, he makes you just feel like, oh, I'm so glad I'm here kind of thing. So he's got a magnetism that is that is unique and wonderful. He's a wonderful storyteller, right. is what I feel. Yeah, and he 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 can really transfix you with his stories. Right. So we got to play the bear because that's one of the great stories, and you know you fall into the rhythm of what he's doing, and you just he just goes everywhere. You know, you have no idea what he's going to do with the next line of a song, and it's God. The first time I heard that, I was just laughing my oh, head off. God. It's wonderful. So our friend and hero, J.W. McClure. his knees but a six-foot possum seemed quite extreme it was a big bear I climbed a sapling it was a tall bear I climbed a fir tree it was an angry bear so I sprouted wings and I couldn't come down till morning woods the very next night, armed to the teeth with a gun and a knife. Ready for a bear and I heard a thunk, got ready to aim, but it was a skunk with the wrong end. I had to sleep outside. He was a good shot. I had to burn my clothes. It was a frightened skunk with an awful smell that lingered on all summer long. woods in the daylight, I yelled for the bear, come out and fight. I slowly crept out through the trees, I heard a noise, it was a swarm of bees, it was a big swarm. I started running, it was like a thousand needles, I kept on running. I did a swan dive into the pond, I got all nines and I stuck the landing.
So I'm down in the fish pond covered with mud. I yell for help and I hear a thud. Then came a sprawing, a crash and a boom. A beaver dropped a tree in his front room. It was a big tree. Busy beaver split that pond just like a cleaver. And when that tidal wave washed over me, something in that pond tasted nasty. Don't go down in the woods, neither day nor night. The critters there will pick a fight. With big, sharp teeth and ready to bite, you'll be looking left when you should have looked right. Something sneaky, like a bad dream. Frogs with big eyes, coyotes on steroids. Rabbits with gang tactics, weasels with long, spiky tails, snakes with roomy stomachs. And you won't be coming home anytime soon. You might die, have to miss some school. You'll need a good excuse, so write this down. It was a big bear, I climbed a sapling. It was a tall bear, I climbed a fir tree. It was an angry bear, so I sprouted wings and I couldn't come down till morning. Behind a carrot It's a game you just can't win Way out on the highway Shaking his head A white-shirted Jesus Turned to us and said Hey there, weary people Get your wheels off the road Get your hands off that wheel I don't want you to get towed away or killed So damn easy Just to stay right here So good to see you, my friend Put your face into the sunshine, your back to the wind. Way out on the highway, it's dangerous to be. I went to sleep one night on River Road, made connections with a tree. Said, hello, tree. Get your wheels off the road. Get your hands off that I don't want you to get towed away or killed So damn easy Just to stay right Your wheels off the road 
Get your hands off that wheel I don't want you to get towed away or killed So damn easy Just to stay right here Those cathedral leaves, they're falling The sun is almost gone Your eyes are like two headlights On a ship that's going down Don't go down Get your wheels off the road Get your hands off that wheel I don't want you to get towed away or killed So damn easy Just to stay 